back to the One Two Kentucky Blue Podcast. I am your host, Coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. On today's episode, I have Brent Jones, Assistant Strength Conditioning Coach here at Kentucky. Jones has been a part of our staff for a while, and he's been on the podcast several times. But on today's episode, we talk through how his role and position has changed recently. Previously, Jones was our soccer and swim strength coach. But in November 2023, we moved him into the position of strength conditioning coach for the UK baseball team. We talked through the learning process of becoming the baseball strength coach and the differences between working with the soccer teams and the baseball program. We also touch on and recap a recent conversation we had as a staff where we individually answered the question, how do you keep your student athletes motivated? Like always, I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, Jones, you've been on the podcast many of times. We do not need to do an introduction, but your role on our staff has changed quite a bit since you really, since you first got on board, because summer intern, coaching assistant, left for a hot minute, came back, soccer strength coach, swim strength coach, and now you are working with the University of Kentucky baseball team. How is it going so far? Uh, it's it's going well. Um, a lot different, a lot the same in that, you know, same university, I guess, but it's 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 obviously a lot different, like not not only switching sports, but just the the focus on one sport versus taking care of men's and women's soccer as well as swim which are three pretty big sports um i still have rifle obviously which um happy happy about that for sure but just a little bit less um time commitment with that sport so it's going from four teams hundred and whatever that would be 30 or so athletes depending on the time of the year to pretty much just the 46 that are on the baseball team so it's kind of like inch wide mile deep now and before it was the reverse um which has its pros and cons but it's just it's a lot different but overall i think it's been great i enjoyed like just working through olympic sports where i first started i was with football mainly um so i've enjoyed like getting to know a lot of the sports a lot of different sides of things and learning how to coach different athletes men women field sports versus individual sports whatever it is um but I will say, like, you know, baseball, I, I grew up playing baseball, so I do enjoy, like, the transition thus far in that, like, I don't have to learn the sport. I don't know it on near the level like a coaching staff at this level does, but I'm not sitting there learning the positions or anything like that like I kind of was with soccer. So the transition in that sense has been a little bit smoother. It's just how do I now fit in to help out wherever I can. But yep. I thought it was great insight because as we are going through that hiring process for your position that you have now with baseball, it might've been coach Minge or maybe it was D maybe it was me. I forget, but it was like, Hey Jones, are you ready to be as busy as you're going to be with baseball? And you had the maturity to say, absolutely. It's just a different kind of busy. Like baseball is a very demanding sport in regards to the travel and the time at practice and the, you know, a pitcher's program versus a positional players program. But like you said, you went from having both soccers to and you were doing the GPS stuff for them as well. You were helping out a ton on that end. And then everything that you were doing with a 60 to 70 member swim team. Um 
So I, I think you had a great uh, thought when that was brought to your attention. It's like, yeah, it, this is going to be busy, but so I was extremely busy with what I was doing before. It's just a different type of busy. Um, what has been the biggest adjustment you feel like you've had to make from going from primarily a soccer strength coach to being the uh, baseball strength coach? Um, I think, and the biggest difference is learning. I, I, I just think like when you get in with a sport, when you're kind of working with the same sport, you're working with the same group of athletes, you, you kind of learn them, you know them. There are certain things that soccer players not complain about, but like pop up with soccer players and you're like, all right, here's a fix here. And then there's, it's just different with every sport. So it's been kind of not learning the culture of baseball, I guess, necessarily, but like getting in tune with what are these athletes, what are they thinking about what's going through their heads that like I can help with. And I mean, it's just a different kind of sport, like baseball being one second strength power, like just repeat over and over again versus literally the opposite end of the scale of soccer is like how fast for how long can you go? It's just different things pop up and they're worried about different things. So I think just learning that and learning how I can help with whatever I can, it's just been a little bit of a different adjustment, which is no different than it was, I guess, with swim and soccer. It's just going to take a couple months to do it and we did it at an odd time in that you know i basically got them and then they left and now we're in season and everybody everybody is just rolling over at baseball like i'm i'm like trying to learn a little bit on the fly and obviously the coaches like they've been here for five years and even the new ones have been around baseball quite a bit so they are just like locked like you know next step next step next step and i'm like oh okay we're going over here now so uh, this is what i need to do now so how has it been in regards to baseball is a spring sport, soccer's were fall sport, swimming is kind of an all year type of deal, but have you had any thoughts with what it's like working with a spring sport now as opposed to a fall sport? Has that, has that crossed your mind yet? That really hasn't, to be honest with you. Um, I, I guess... In my mind, it's like a flip-flop. So you start with, you had soccer where it's really warm in the beginning and then it gets really freaking cold by postseason. Now baseball, you guys play today, 4 p.m. It's not a bad, actually, it's going to be a gorgeous day today. It's going to be a little yeah. chilly, but it's really cold at the beginning. And then by the time you get done with the season, uh, it's going to be really freaking hot because you're getting yeah, I think into that'll summer. That'll be definitely an adjustment. You know, luckily we play in the sec. So I feel like a lot of the trips are down South. So that'll kind of curb itself a little bit. And that's all anyone talks about is how we're, that's a big part of, I think the baseball culture here is, Hey, we're, we're the Northmost sec team. So we kind of have to battle through some of those things. But I think the biggest thing I'd noticed with spring versus fall from like a actual doing our job standpoint is like, it's definitely better with a spring sport in college because the way fall sports go is a little ridiculous in my mind like trying to get people ready to play a game basically a week in a week or two when they get back whereas baseball had to all fall to train if it's you know you're talking about the pitchers like they had control of their arm care and their throwing progressions and things like that and then when they left there's not to say that they're going and damaging themselves but there's only so much damage you can do over winter break versus summer break they go for three months and then you don't know what products you're going to get coming back in the fall so i always found that kind of silly to be honest with you I don't know how you'd fix it but like you're sitting there trying to run people into the ground for two weeks it's just an odd 
model, I guess, but that'd be the biggest difference. And then obviously just, I went from in season to in season. So I feel like I haven't really had, like I was, it's a lot more like managing people's mentals in season from a strength coach standpoint than it is necessarily the actual programming and pushing in that standpoint. So I think I went from just, it's a lot of conversation. Like I went from men's women's soccer, you know, whether it's people not being happy or hurt or whatever, kind of trying to keep everyone positive to now we're right into it with baseball where it's a little more maintenance based, but um, I'm also able to do that a lot more with baseball because I'm there all the time. So there's only so much I can help with psychologically. If you're once again, I'm going from swim in the morning to men's soccer to women's soccer. I'm not really there to see it. So I might not be that person. Whereas with baseball, I can already tell, and this is what me and D have spoke about a bunch of like, I'm there all the time. So for a few of them, I think I'm a little bit of a, it's easier to be a little bit of a, a big influence in, you know, for them to come to you to help them out when you're in season, because they know you'll always be there. So that'll be interesting though. Spring versus fall. I guess I haven't really thought that through. Uh, just so everybody knows you're, you're in a very unique situation where you, you have taken over UK baseball as their strength and conditioning coach, but it's not like, D, who obviously was their previous strength coach, is long gone. Like, he's still around. He's able to answer questions for you. Um, besides D, as you're getting into the swing of things with baseball during the their end season, who have you leaned on the most? Has it been Richie on the athletic training side? Has it been the coaches? Has it been uh, director of ops? Yeah, that's it's interesting because in a way I'm replacing D. Like, D's been with baseball, obviously, for 15 years or so. So he's seasoned in it and knows this staff knows the previous staffs knows a ton about just college baseball and baseball in general so I'm also not like as we switched out the staff here changed a little bit where it used to be and this is what coach D told me a lot it used to be coach Roselle and then D was with the pitchers a lot and what was like his right hand man helping him with whatever like assistance work, med ball, water bag stuff to assist with the pitchers because Roselle was a little bit more of a one-man show and now this past August, they hired like a new player development and uh person and a new GA who are both like pitchers in the background, Logan Salo and uh Trevor Fitz. And so in a way, they kind of filled that gap for D. And like I can't now step in and be like I can't just offer my time. Like my time is not going to be as valuable as their experience. So I'm having to find new ways to um I guess, add value when I'm over at practice where D was like, okay, let's go. D knows a little bit about med balls. These guys are able to like break down exactly what this drill does, which is you, you really see what this level allows when there's 10 people out there coaching versus some lower levels. I think if I went to a really small school, they'd be like, oh my God, this is a strength coach. He understands med balls. Let's go. Whereas here I'm like a little lower on it. Um, so with that being said, I, I lean definitely on Richie because he he understands it. I knew him already, so that was an easy transition. Um, I know Brock over there, so that's easy for the, um, you know, just the, if I got questions, I know how to approach him and ask some different things. But um, Trevor Fitz has been a huge one with, like, learning the intricacies because obviously I talk with Roselle a bunch, but Roselle's a pretty busy man right now, so I'm trying not to, you know, he's got enough people in his ear. So whenever they're doing something, I'm over there – these first couple months, just question, 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 question. How much can I understand this process and what 
all the little things they're doing are so that, you know, I can just hopefully transition in. But um, outside, I mean, it's Richie, it's D, it's, you know, they've been pretty open over there, to be honest with you, though. Like, if I got to go to Coach Minge or Roselle, there hasn't been any, you know, why are you asking that or anything like that? They're like, yeah, this is the process, which some people act like that's how it's going to be. Every place I've, every, every transition I've been into, they're like, well, watch out for this. And I'm like, I don't, if you know, as long as you're not bugging people, like they want you to know what's going on. So yeah, they can be understanding of that, that you're new to the team, you're new to the program. So you need to know what's going on. So as long as they're not having to say the same thing three times to you, I'm sure they're, open to answering those questions. Um, I didn't know that about the coaches. So that's cool to hear that Roselle has the help he needs now. And then you're able to do what you need to do as a strength coach at practice. Um, but you did mention your relationship with Brock. Brock's their director of ops. He is involved with obviously all of the travel plans for the UK baseball team. So next thing I had on the docket was let's talk about travel with baseball. You just got back from your first road trip with them. Um, comparing that experience with what you're used to with the soccers, what compare and contrast those. Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, obviously the big thing is just baseball plays a lot more games. They're gone for a lot longer. So that's, that's the big piece, but a soccer road trip, they'd leave the day before. Like I went with the men quite a bit the first year. Um, last year wasn't able to as much just because I think I had more value at home when I had when I had added the women's team as well. So when one was away, one was home. So it was just easier to stay home. And, you know, there was more things that I could do. Um, but on the road with the men, it generally obviously depended on how far they were going. But you leave the day before and they'd practice there. Um, if there was any injuries or things like that, there would be some lifts or I could figure something out with people, but usually, usually it was just kind of other duties as a sign, whatever I could do to help on the road, because it's a little bit chaotic. Um, just, you never know what's going to pop up. So just kind of being around, whether it's, you know, Stanton with director of ops with men's soccer, Johan, the head coach, like what, whatever it was where they're the situation pops up and they need to just point to someone and be like, can you go do this? That, that was, that was men's soccer. But then they'd have the game and they were, they were gone the next day. So it was a, a little bit quicker of a turnaround. Whereas with baseball, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole freaking operation. Like they're leaving on Wednesdays this year. So, I mean, it's planned to a T because not only is it more guys, more days on the road, more games, but the sport itself is like soccer, you roll the ball out and you play. Like if you're not ready, there's no timeouts and 19 different, you know, changes you can make in game. Like if they suck it up, you can't call the timeout. It just is what it is. Let's handle it in video review on Monday. Whereas baseball, it's like, I mean, there is so much going on to like get the advantage in the game. So there's just so many more ways to like insert yourself. So, I mean, we left Wednesday. Um got there Thursday they do a little bit of like an activation warm up just from sitting on the bus for so long they go practice and then they have a game every single day so also during that time my role specifically um not talking about other duties as a sign is like the guys are lifting so this past weekend we were at USC upstate and um, so it's smaller school than what we are. So they close the weight room down on Sundays and everyone's just like, oh, well, the other team will let you lift there. And it's like, well, if you've not been to a smaller school, they're not just opening things up, you know, like they shut their weight room down on Sundays, which I have respect for. There's only 
two full-time strength coaches there. Like they're taking some time. Um, so I'm finding a gym to lift at, you know, just because these guys got to stay on a schedule. So it's just a lot more, um, my, my job definitely I'm taking my specific job on the road with me with baseball versus soccer. It wasn't quite as much like that. How hard, how hard was it to find a gym? And not, not hard. It's just the timing of things yeah. because everything's just about timing. Like everyone kind of goes crazy with the pitchers and that's obviously the, like, it's just such a specific thing to do. So they can't lift and then throw. So they, you know, if they're going to throw, they need, space so they need to be at the field so it just works out best for them to get to practice get to practice or pregame do their throwing running warm up whatever they're going to do and then go lift but like that's a when you think about it from the other side i'm texting a or calling a strength coach from another school and i'm like can we specific can i bring these two people in specifically at 12 17 today they're kind of like what the, in the world man like and obviously once we get into sec play everybody i think kind of does it like this so they're like yeah absolutely but it's kind of not trying to sound whatever and like a, like you're coming off like that um stick to the script as much as you can but then if you can't it, it just is what it is and then finding something on the road it was actually easy it's just <laughs> it, it's just what what is the gym going to have to offer i don't know those things so just keeping the program pretty loose and then it's just, it's just a funny, I, I I thought it was fun. I think the guys actually kind of enjoy it. They're a little bit mortified at first to walk in. <laughs> it looks a little silly when you walk in with six people all decked out in Kentucky blue to some random gym, you look at this little posse rolling in, but like it, whatever, man, whatever you got to do to get it, get it done on that day. Or workout wise, like when you do, when you took the pictures to a random gym, was it like a CrossFit gym or like a powerlifting gym or just like a <laughs> global fitness it was like a globo it'd be like the gym that would like and i knew it like as i looked at the pictures it's kind of what i wanted it wasn't i mean it's not a small town spartanburg so they had yeah. gyms all over there was crunch fitness and planet fitness and whatever um but it was called iron house and i picked it on purpose because i knew they'd have 75 different like hammer strength machines I, I knew i'd be able to like find stuff for the guys to do that mimicked what i had in the plan if it wasn't the exact cable column that we have that I want to do this specific exercise with, yeah. but I'd, I'd explain it as the gym. And it was exactly that, like where you'd see a 72 year old man, that's more jacked than you, you even know lifting in the back corner. And then there's a girl doing, you know, back flips and handstand pushups in the corner. And mm -hmm. it, I mean, it was a strong people's gym for sure. Not just a planet fitness. I never asked D this, but when you're on the road like that, you don't know what, the gym might have unless you're like at a university and you've been to that weight room before but like do, do you print out the workouts you have number sheets for the guys you just have it like on you and you kind of write it up for them on a piece of paper i printed the number sheets like i you just did. followed kind of what d had to say yeah like d, d said that exact thing he was like take a picture of the number sheet like he's obviously been through every yeah. thing that could go wrong so he was like just print them out um you know, several copies of all the lifts you have, because you just never know who's going to necessarily be in it, what day lift they're going to be on. Um, and then also take a picture of it. And then from there, yeah, it's just, I'll take the sheet and, oh, we don't have this piece of equipment that we have at Kentucky. Let's do this exercise instead. Um, but the guys, that's also the difference I've found with baseball versus some of the other sports that are a little more field-based, less weight room heavy is like, the guys are also really comfortable in a weight room. Like all baseball players 
in high school at this point, like at least at the ones we're getting at this level, like have a lifting background. So like they know what stuff is there. I mean, majority of soccer players you get, especially the ones that aren't from America, like they've never even seen what is going on in the gym. So if I told them, go do the, do a row over there, like I can give a different variation to a baseball guy and they're like, okay, cool. I'll go do it. And it's, it's totally fine. Whereas it'd be a little chaotic. I can imagine if I had, some of the soccer players in there, they'd be like, well, I don't understand what this is at all. It'd be way more like coaching heavy. Um, yeah. Whereas these yeah. dudes have been in the weight room and are in the weight room here three times, three to four times a week, all year round, even in season. So they, they know their way around. So you're going to round rock, Texas, you leave tomorrow. Is that right? Yeah, we leave tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow we fly out at six 30. Do you have gyms picked out over there? Cause I know you guys aren't going to, uh university it's a minor league field right it's a minor league field i believe it's texas rangers affiliate so yeah. i don't know that for sure but the weight the guy sent me a picture of the weight room they have at the field and it oh, says cool. texas rangers on the rack so that would be my assumption so you don't have to find a gym there you got you got something at the field unless we get some absurd amount of people lifting which we won't like if we we're going to do like a team lift there then yeah. yes but at their field, they have like one full power rack, like with a inside and outside setup. They have a cable column and they have like a set of dumbbells and I'm sure some other accessory stuff, which is totally fine for three or four people. We can go in and get that done and it makes everything easier because then we don't have to. We have that reserved basically. It, I mean, this tournament sounds like it's been going on for a few years. So they got a whole setup. There was a guy I could call and he was like, yep, you have the weight room at the field during your warm-up and BP times and then whatever practice thoughts you have, like it's reserved for you. It's like, okay, cool. That was all set up. Cause I was, you know, three or four people have already said, what are you going to do for lift at, you know, at round rock? What are you going to, I was like, okay, we'll find a gym. Like it's going to be what it's going to be because obviously that's another expense too. Um, when you go somewhere else, every time you're doing that, you never know what a gym's going to charge. So it's nice when it's already taken care of. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, cool. Um, let's move on to what we talked uh, about as a staff maybe two weeks ago now, but we like to have our questions of the month. Uh, we kind of fell off the bandwagon with it recently, but we got back on it um, two staff meetings ago. And the question that we threw out there was, how do you keep your student athletes motivated? My mind, initially, whenever I hear motivation, I automatically flipped a script on it. And I'm like, motivation is a feeling. That's not something I can control within my student athletes. What I can instill in them is discipline. So my mind immediately went to, I don't motivate my athletes. What I do is pro provide them the tools for them to stay disciplined um, because it, it, it's an emotion and I, and I can't control that. Um, everybody else had a little bit different perspective on it. And I loved it because it was great to hear everybody's thoughts. You know, I, I, I Jones, I think you mentioned like, Hey, when we're talking about motivation, it's like motivate them to do what, like, what specifically are we talking about? A lot of people talked about trust and relationships and getting athletes to buy in provide. I think, uh, Courtney talked about providing perspective for the athletes, um, somewhat explaining the why. And I thought it was great. What I landed on the end with the end of it is my thoughts definitely evolved after hearing everybody else's uh, comments. Um, but I do think a uh, the question that we actually answered 
And our conversation was really revolved around more leadership in general. Like, how do you lead your student athletes as opposed to specifically just motivating them? Mm -hmm. uh, those are my takeaways. What were your takeaways? Yeah, I think it's like a into the weeds question, obviously. Like, where we you hear motivate and everybody's thinking a different thing. Cause just like you said, like, it's a feeling like I'm motivated right now. Like I have a to-do list as soon as we get off this call, like, I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do that. That's a lot different than am I motivated on a thousand foot view to be a strength coach versus do, am I motivated to go empty the dishwasher right now? It's like, what are we talking about? Like, it's not a, so it, my mind went to in the, just what you said, like, I I like the whole instilling discipline. I like thinking about it from a way bigger view. It's not your job to, or our job necessarily to like, make sure everyone's on it every day. Like it is to hold them to a standard, but like, it's not going to happen every day. And like, you should not have to give some speech every time someone walks into the weight room for it to be a good lift. Like you're instilling things that are more of, of a culture or, uh, or people bought in and that's definitely where my mind goes. So what I thought about was like, if you're thinking about how do you motivate or lead your athletes, like, who are you as a coach, I guess? Cause it, there's so many things you see that you're like, like on the internet, whatever. It's like, Oh, well that's look at that team. Like that is an unreal training environment or what, whatever it is. Like you just need to know who you are first. I am definitely not. And I've worked around people that are just great at being like raw, raw, like, psych people up like that's just not me if i acted like that it would probably come across like i'm coming down on people so i think it's just knowing myself and i think all the athletes that i've had know i'm not like i'm not going to babysit you i'm not going to yell at you every single time like we're grown-ups in here this isn't us coaching 12 year olds so like hey here's what you need to do here's how i can help um here's what the standard is and you know going back to what you said about just instilling discipline like it's funny to see how a senior does it versus a freshman and like realizing we think about stuff and we're like oh they should just know how to do it like it's not just yelling at them it's like oh you don't know that you need to get sleep on a regular basis or you don't know that like what you're eating is off and just educating them more than anything yep i, I like what you said um for lack of a better term instead of thinking big picture where my brain went, where I think you you went as well. But if you do break it down and really just focus on today. So I got volleyball at 3.15 today and they're going to be with me, then they're going to go to practice. If they were to come to me or somebody would come to me and say, hey, Sprock, volleyball team is not motiv motivated today. My answer would be much different. Um, but even with that being said, you know, how I would attack it would be much different than um, it would be if I had a larger team right now, I get 11 volleyball players and I know them very well. If I had a 45 member baseball team and in your shoes where you just got on board with them not too long ago, that's a lot of people that you got to think through on how each one of them is going to, what's going to kind of flip the, the switch with them to go from unmotivated to motivated I do think when you got a bigger team, it's it's a lot tougher of a concept, especially if you're you're new to a group and you really don't know how to push their buttons to uh, get them, for lack of a better term, motivated to do what you feel like they need to do in the weight room that they are in practice that day. So, 
Um, I love the question. I love that we kept it so broad um, because everybody brought different perspectives and then that kind of enlightens us all and we're able to understand the, the, the question even more. Um, the next one we're going to do, which I like that it's broad as well. And I think as we were talking about it yesterday, I was like, no, let's try to, let's try to get down into the weeds a little bit more. But after I kind of took a step back, I was like, no, let's keep it, um, more broad was Strobe has brought up the question of what is your favorite thing to program? And I, my initial response was like, oh, wait, what, what are you talking about? And D, my, my mind went specifically to like agility work. And then D was like, I was thinking more like the season. He's like, I love programming for the summer. That's his favorite. So I think that will be another good talk for us as well. Keeping it broad. Uh, we might get into the weeds a little bit, but always good to hear everybody's thoughts with these uh, the questions that we throw out to our staff. Absolutely. Yeah. You got anything else, Jones? I do not believe so. All right. Awesome. Appreciate you hopping on here with me and talking through everything that's going on with baseball, doing a quick recap of our motivation question that we had a couple staff meetings ago. But for everybody else out there, if you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to email us at ukstrength at uky.edu. Thanks and go Cats.